0: Hi there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I'm a very tired and oftentimes overwhelmed autism warrior mom who has navigated the ups and downs of this puzzling disorder for 16 years and counting. My hope when creating this podcast was that it would serve as a vessel for connecting families with special needs children so we may share experiences and resources. But even more importantly, I want to create a community of support for one another through the tough times, which we know there can be many, and to celebrate the achievement of milestones, big and small, of our amazing kids. So thanks again for joining me on this journey and for tuning in for this episode of Living the Sky Life. Hello, everybody. I am doing a solo episode today, and I'm so excited to scream from the rooftops I am officially an author. Woo! Today, my book, my memoir, Called Welcome to My Life A Personal Parenting Journey Through Autism, officially released. Uh, you can get your copy on Amazon and please, please order that book and read it and review um, the contents on Amazon. I'd love to hear thoughts from everyone about my book. Um, so, for this solo episode, I decided that I'm going to read a short chapter from the book. For those of you that like Audible books or audiobooks, this will be uh, right up your alley. (laughs) So it's called A Spiritual Journey. It's actually chapter three from the book. And I just have to say that, um, you know, throughout this past year, it's been quite an emotional ride, um, writing and going through the publishing process of the book. But it's been such an exciting journey. Um, It's been cathartic, to say the least, to put all of my memories and thoughts on paper um, through the 17 years um, of Skyler's life and everything that we've gone through that I'm sure many of you can relate to. My hope for the book is that, you know, for those of you that are traveling the autism journey right alongside of me and have very similar experiences, I hope that when you read the book, you're nodding your head and smiling, like saying, me too, me too, me too. Um, I can totally relate to you and your story. And then for those of you that don't have a personal connection to autism, maybe not somebody directly in your family that is on the spectrum, I hope that it provides an education for you of, you know, a day in our life and walking through our ins and outs of every single day and that you can understand a little bit more where we're coming from and our incessant need for inclusion and acceptance of our families. And all the good and bad that comes along with it, and then I also really hope that that every reader gets a little bit of giggle and laughter out of the book. I, I really try not to take myself too seriously, and although there are very serious moments that have happened to us, again over the past seventeen years of this autism journey, I really try to find the silver lining and the humor in all things, um, because as I say many times on the podcast episodes, if you don't laugh, you'll cry and it's just not worth it. There's always, there's always a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, so to speak. There's always a way to turn things around and, and see the, the message that you gained from it. So um, anyway, uh, please enjoy a chapter from my book and um, I encourage you all get to Amazon right away and order my book. Thank you so much. I'm often asked by friends and acquaintances, how do you do it all? This statement usually comes after someone has observed me when I'm out and about with my two kids in tow, likely trying to redirect Skylar from reaching out to pull someone's beautiful long hair or smacking the arm of a passerby. What they know and who they see is a mother with two teenagers, one with significant special needs, who works a full-time job as a pharmaceutical sales manager and never seems rattled or forgets anything. My response is usually just a smile and shrug of the shoulders. Or I dismiss what I assume is meant as a compliment by laughing and saying, You must have just caught me on a good day. Often, when I describe what a day in our life looks like, people are visibly exhausted just listening to my reality and almost always say, I could never do it. You are the strongest person I know. I started really thinking about those words uttered to me thousands of times over the past 17 years. I could never do it. I reflect back when I repeatedly said a similar phrase to myself and to God, when Skylar was a newly diagnosed toddler. I can't do this. I don't have the strength or patience. I grew up a fiercely devoted Catholic who not only participated in the sacraments of initiation, baptism, Holy Communion, and Confirmation, but also attended Mass every Sunday morning. Even if I'd spent the night at a friend's house, there was no skipping church. I felt like I had a pretty strong relationship with God throughout my life, although I didn't proactively communicate with Him very often. When I received Skyler's diagnosis, I was initially furious at myself, thinking this was somehow my fault, because I had carried him in my body. However, my overwhelming anger and frustration then shifted to blaming God. How could he punish me in this way? I've always been a thoughtful and generous person who put others before myself and withstood my own painful childhood growing up with a child of an absentee alcoholic father." Why then would he bless other parents with perfectly healthy children and provide me with this incredibly cruel challenge of raising an imperfect child? I carried on with these beliefs for several years, refused to attend church, and practically lost my shit anytime someone reassuringly said, God only gives you what you can handle. I wanted to scream from the rooftops, that is not true because I am not strong enough to handle this. I was losing my faith. I had spent my lifetime praying that one day I would have a glorious life, characterized by a loving and supportive marriage and beautiful, healthy children. Throughout my pregnancy with Skylar, I daydreamed about what he would look like, the sports or activities he might be involved in, and essentially made plans for the next 18 years of his life, only to have it all drastically altered. I mean, honestly, what parent would ever consider an autism diagnosis or any other ailment that significantly impacted their child's life, a blessing. I certainly never looked up to the sky and said, Thank you so much, God, for giving me this incredibly difficult challenge. I'm so gosh darn lucky. Instead, I would spend many years navigating through seizures, therapies, medications, and behavior plans as a divorced mother of two. It was not what I had planned in the slightest, but it was the reality I had accepted. Despite losing my faith in God, I remained steadfast in believing everything happens for a reason, and when one door closes, another door opens. However, I always found it annoying that the reason for our struggles or the newly opened door wasn't often clear and didn't happen as fast as I would like. After all, I am a planner by nature, and it is frustrating when my plans don't come to fruition how or when I want them to. So, During those very challenging years of single parenting and navigating the world on my own terms, if someone would have told me that my faith in God would not only be restored, but that I would listen intently to his guidance for my future decisions, I would have laughed hysterically. In hindsight, I now know that meeting my future husband, Josh, was divine intervention. He entered our lives at a time my family needed him most. Several years post-divorce, I was feeling unfulfilled in my career negative about my self-worth, depressed about Skylar's future, and dissatisfied overall with my life. During my very first conversation with Josh, I found his positive demeanor and incredible sense of humor to be uplifting. As our relationship became more serious, so did our discussions. The deeply thoughtful, perspective, and highly spiritual outlook Josh brings to every situation really forced me to do some serious soul-searching to find clarity in my misdirected anger at God. By reopening my heart and daily dialogue with God, I came to realize that He does not inflict punishment, nor does He make anything imperfect. I recognize that fully accepting and understanding the significance of why my child was diagnosed with this confusing and incurable disorder is something that could take a lifetime. Or it's quite possible that I will never truly gain the meaning behind the bigger picture. I now firmly believe that God is using Skylar as a vessel to teach me and possibly everyone he comes in contact with some valuable life lessons, patience, gratitude, and perhaps an antidote to our societal obsession with perfection. I can definitely say I've grown leaps and bounds emotionally and spiritually during the past 10 years through tons of reflection and prayer, but my journey is not even close to finished. I now fully grasp that God has a plan for me for Skylar, and for our entire family that may or may not ever be revealed to me. He has chosen me to nurture and guide his beloved Skylar through life. The amount of trust he bestowed on me to raise Skylar with an open mind and unconditional love no longer goes unappreciated. Skylar's determination is unsurpassed and consistently teaches us how to find enjoyment in the simplest things. I thank God each day for ensuring my path crossed with Josh at just the right time on God's time, and according to His plan. Josh was the guiding light back to my faith and encouraged me to lean back into the arms of God. By opening up my heart and mind to allow God's direction and guidance for my life and Skylar's life to take shape, I've found true joy in the daily blessings, big and small. Being Skylar's mom makes me extremely proud, and I am forever grateful to God for entrusting me with this precious and admirable son. Just recently, a close friend sent me the following poem entitled The Special Mother, authored in 1983 by American humorist Irma Bombeck. I believe it explains precisely how I now feel about my amazing, blessing Skyler. Did you ever wonder how mothers of handicapped children are chosen? Somehow I visualize God hovering over earth, selecting his instruments for propagation with great care and deliberation. As he observes, he instructs his angels to make notes in a giant ledger. Armstrong, Beth, son. Patron Saint, Matthew. Forrest, Marjorie, daughter. Patron Saint, Cecilia. Rutledge, Carrie, twins. Patron Saint. Give her Gerard. He's used to profanity. Finally, he passes a name to his angels and smiles. Give her a handicapped child. The angel is curious. Why this one, God? She's so happy. Exactly, smiles God. Could I give a handicapped child to a mother who does not know laughter? That would be cruel. But has she patience, asks the angel. I don't want her to have too much patience, or she will drown in a sea of self-pity and despair. Once the shock and resentment wear off, she'll handle it. I watched her today. She has that sense of self and independence that are so rare and so necessary in a mother. You see, the child I'm giving to her has his own world. She has to make it live in her world, and that's not going to be easy. But Lord, I don't think she even believes in you. God smiles. No matter, I can fix that. This one is perfect. She has just enough selfishness. The angel gasps. Selfishness? Is that a virtue? God nods. If she can't separate herself from the child occasionally, she'll never survive. Yes, here is a woman whom I will bless with a child less than perfect. She doesn't realize it yet, but she is to be envied. She will never take for granted a spoken word. She will never consider a step ordinary. When her child says, Mama, for the first time, she will be witness to a miracle and know it. I will permit her to see clearly the things I see, ignorance, cruelty, prejudice, and allow her to rise above them. She will never be alone. I will be at her side every minute of every day of her life because she is doing my work as surely as she is here by my side. And what about her patron saint? asked the angel, his pen poised in midair. God smiles. A mirror will suffice. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and will tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Skylife with others. Thanks again for listening.